Well, awesome. Welcome back to another episode of the Bourbon Library Advent Calendar. We have special guest Larry. Long time listener, Larry. Hey, <laughs> thanks, guys. Glad to be here. Absolutely. It's Good to see everybody. Here. Put some uh, put some faces with some names. Right, right. I've been listening to for the last three years or whatever. <laughs> so. Nice, nice to see somebody that's uh, in in the the uh, proper age range with uh, some of us. <laughs> <laughs> and that's we're, we're, we're typically outnumbered, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm having a I'm having a little uh, primer tonight, actually, in uh, Timmy's honor here. This is uh, this is actually the the first little infinity bottle that I made. Oh no! Uh, based on uh, what Timmy's recipe was from the from the first, uh, I guess that was the first year or whatever I started. Yeah, listening. first I think ten I, episodes, I think. Right. Yeah, first. that's right. That's right. And then uh, I asked you guys uh, for the recipe, and luckily I had most of them, or I was getting most of them. And uh, so I actually haven't had this uh, Infinity bottle in quite a while, and uh, I just took a couple sips earlier, and it's like really good. <laughs> Timmy, you knew what you were doing. Man. That's a good primer. That speaks to our uh, that speaks to our initial taste out of the bag, I guess, right? And the per- perfect combo of random ten whiskeys we picked. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really good. You missed your calling, Timmy. Should be a blender. <laughs> blender. That should be a blender, huh? <laughs> Hey, should be working for Makers Mark right now. I'm looking at a couple <laughs> other Infinity bottles. You know, we'll, we'll get a well, chance to try those uh, once. Uh, once absolutely, record. yeah, don't, yeah. Don't be afraid to share them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. You speaking of Makers? Um, actually, I, I went to. I was in Roanoke, Virginia. That's where I had to go on Sunday, and uh, we just my company that I work for just acquired another company on the East Coast. Actually, all the way up to the Bronx, New York. Um, oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, so um, we were in Roanoke, and uh, we had a kind of a welcome dinner for everybody on Monday night. And I looked behind the bar, and I'll be damned if they did not have some cellar aged Maker's Mark. Wow. Mm, so good. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you guys have tried that yet, but it was phenomenal. It was great. <laughs> Tim, is that what you and Kyle got? Yeah, I tasted yeah, that too. It- it was one of my best tastes this year of a bottle that I do not own. Yeah, yeah, and I do not own that bottle either. Yeah, Gosh, what, but, what was the name right, of that it, restaurant? It was delicious. It was what? everything and then some. Yeah, what was, was that called, restaurant? It, it was called Billy's. So Billy's downtown Roanoke, Virginia. And the bartender I, I talked to, and actually it was on the second floor. We were actually in a banquet, banquet room. And uh, the bartender said they had to like beg, beg, beg to get that bottle. <laughs> um, but I, that's the first time I had seen it really in any bar anywhere. Yeah. Um, and even in the liquor store, I hadn't even seen it in a liquor store. Mm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, once we saw that, uh, yeah, the company, you know, company's paying for dinner. Hey, give me a little <laughs> shot of that. Right. Yeah, exactly. so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Me and another guy shared a, shared a glass and it was great. So really, that's really awesome. good. That's a bartenders at a restaurant with good taste, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, they just take what they can get and, and then try to sell it through a cocktail or something. In this case, someone's getting their own taste. Getting those I, didn't even, I didn't even know what Cellar Age was until we went to Kentucky and we uh, 
went to a restaurant that had it and Timmy and Kyle got and we each tried a little bit. It was like, oh, it was so good. Okay. Yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah, it was uh it was really unique, you know, getting to go through there this year cuz we I, I heard y'all the other night talk about your your trip and and this year we uh we this is our third year that we've gone um on the Bourbon uh trail and we take a bunch of customers with us. So we usually have anywhere from 10 to 14 people total and we had never been to Makers. So this year we made it a point um, to go to Maker's Mark, and uh, it was a treat. It was it was really awesome. But so you know when you walk yeah, in that cellar, so cool. yeah, when you walk in the cellar, you're like, oh my goodness. I mean, yeah, uh, the whole yeah, level. yeah, yeah. I, I tell you, I, I can't remember who it was. I, maybe it was y'all. I can't remember. Um, they took us through the, you know, the tour and the the whole printing press thing mm-hmm. where they're just hammering yeah. out those labels. Those old labels. I was like, yeah. Are you sure that's really what they did all day? <laughs> we all said the same. We're like, no way. Uh, there's no way you do this for all your labels, right? Yeah, no, uh, I, that's, I think we debated that. There's a there's a, a good chunk of us, well, all of us in some way, that want to believe. You know, we want to believe that that's what's happening. And then there's a, <laughs> the other parts of our brain are like, mm, no. Well, I mean, when they say how many cases they produce and all that, yeah. you're like, there's no way. Yeah. Like that's, like, oh, that's okay, Santa's some. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, one thing I didn't realize too. Oh. They had told us, maybe they told you guys. He's got the um, infinity bottle as well. We um, uh, when we were <clears throat> talking to the our host, they were talking. We were going to go in the gift shop, right, and do our dipping of the bottle and all that. And they they kind of warned us that if you if you dipped it too far, you got it on the label, that they mm. would not let you out of the gift shop. Did they tell you guys? Really? The same oh time? no, yeah. They would not let you out of the gift shop. We you we tested that some, theory. We, <laughs> tested, we tested it. Larry, you must have been with some troublemakers. They spotted you guys right away. Oh, absolutely. Cake. Absolutely. <laughs> the uh, dipping pot that I had was purposely shallow. You could oh, really? stick it all the way into the bottom and it would only go to the proper depth. Okay. Okay. So there was no, no cheating allowed. Well, I have he to kind of... I kind of have to credit my really the the start of the bourbon trail. I mean, I really, I think I picked Alex brain on a lot of that. And um, really it was from, from you all <clears throat> talking about three boys. Yeah. And we would have never known about three boys. And uh, you know, I started listening to you guys back in, you know, I guess it was around in the pandemic time when we didn't have anything else to do. And, no. uh, <laughs> and it started talking about three boys and that was going to be our first year. We had kind of made the decision. We were going to take some customers to Kentucky. And so we're laying out, you know, kind of, we didn't know what to do, but um, we, uh, we were like, Hey, we know we have to go to a couple places. Right. So we got to go to Buffalo trace yep. and we need to go to three boys because yeah. Craig, because Craig and Timmy <laughs> talk up this three boys. I mean, it was like we were on the hunt because me and my, my little bourbon group, we were on the hunt for two bottles. We were on the hunt for three boys. Obviously, we weren't going to get that around here. So the only way we were going to get it was to go there. And then uh, 1792, 12 years mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. because yeah. of you guys. You know? <laughs> And, Both awesome and now I'm the owner of like three bottles. So, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I, I love that stuff. Um, well, I hope the Sazerac company's listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Customers. 
Yeah, we were we were one. Well, I don't. I wouldn't say the last, but we actually did get to go to Barton before they stopped um, yeah. giving tours Damn it. or whatever. It was really really weird too. It's kind of like, are we really going to a distillery? It's like there's a neighborhood right here. Somebody's wow. riding a tricycle, and then a, all of a sudden <laughs> it's like, boom! It's a distillery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we we stayed at an Airbnb that was basically in the back by right. We were right next to Barton, right? Yeah, uh, that was. And like yeah, a, the fence line, we could see the distillery, the Rick houses. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, "How is this neighborhood right here?" That's so funny. I didn't notice that the first time we went. I think I was just sort of uh, in for the ride, and then this time I was like, "Wow." We wanted to hop the fence and do our own tour, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, my parole officer wouldn't like that. And uh, Devin can't go back to prison. So, <laughs> Larry, what 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 had been your experience with uh, whiskey up until that point? Like, were you a whiskey drinker? Were you uh, not really? Not really. I was. Uh, I was more of an old fashioned drinker. Mm, so, I feel like uh, that's the I, gateway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you know, I, I kind of messed around. You know, of course, it was a bullet rye old fashioned. That was just kind of the staple. Um, I, I do remember the best old fashioned um, I've probably ever had um, was actually in uh, Orlando, Florida, at the Waldorf Astoria, uh, the Bull and the Bear, I think is the name of the restaurant. And we were having a customer dinner there. And asked us what we wanted to drink. And so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll have an old fashioned. And they said, well, it's going to take a little while for you, <laughs> for them to make it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> They're like, yeah, these, these guys are professional mixologists. And so, um, you know, it, it might take a little while. Okay. All right. So it literally, it was, it was like 10 minutes, 10, oh, wow. 15 minutes or whatever. And it came back and it was really good. I mean, it was like awesome. It was like I haven't had an old fashioned like this. If I if I did, I'd be drinking them all the time, right? Yeah. Um, but it was really good. And then, you know, kind of in the during the pandemic, um, I have a lot of you know customers, a lot of coworkers, and um, they all drink bourbon. And you know, I was like, you know, maybe I ought to try, you know, some of the bourbon just on a big rock and or you know neat and some of the lower proof and. Um, you know, I was like, man, you know, that's pretty good. You know, I, I, I like this stuff. And um, so it, I was actually telling this story at work today. And I told a couple of the coworkers, I said, you know, I remember when I when I first started kind of drinking bourbon. And I was like, you know what? I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to look up kind of the most popular bourbons online. And I'm going to go to a liquor store and, and, uh, and get some of these, right? So I looked it up, the top 20, you know, must-have bourbons or whatever it was. And I went to a, a local liquor store here called the Corkscrew. And the Corkscrew was supposed to be, you know, the, the go-to liquor store. If you want bourbon, they have the best bourbon selection. And I walked in and I'll never forget, it, the owner was actually behind the, the bar. They had like a little bar where the bourbons were right behind him. And uh, he was like, can I help you? You know, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of looking for some bourbons. And he was like, well, what are you looking for? And I, and I had it on my phone and I said, well, I'm looking for, you know, Elijah Craig 18 year. And he was like, nope, uh, I'm looking for Blanton's. Nope. We're looking for a Weller foolproof. Nope. I mean, it was like, what? And I didn't really understand the whole allocation thing and the, lim you know, limited availability. And after about saying no to about nine or 10 of these, um, he just set a bottle of 
I don't think I had it. I think it's in the back. A bottle of Jim Beam Double Oak. He goes, here, drink this. 20 bucks, the best money you could spend in this place. It's like, okay. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know any better. Like, sure, 20 bucks. I'm out the Deal. door. And, yeah, it was good. And I didn't get any of those. I mean, you know, it, and now I look back on it and, and I'm just like, man, that guy probably thought I was the stupidest guy ever, right? But I didn't know that he wasn't going to have any of these that I asked for, right? It's kind of like, you know, you call the guy from the back. Hey, hey, Craig, come on. You believe this guy right here? Can you believe this guy? <laughs> they're, they're all like that. They're all like that. It's like, yeah, I can ask for it. I mean, sometimes you guys have it, but they, yeah. they are. It's and that's the only way to get. And I'm like, do you guys have Weller 12 year here? They're like, <laughs> yeah, it. You know, it's funny about, you know, listening to not only y'all, but other other podcasts. And, you know, you always hear about the, you got any Blantons? Got any mm -hmm. Blantons? Got any? So I figured out really quick not to ask for Blantons, right? Mm -hmm. So I would go into these stores and they would ask, of course, are you looking for anything special? And I always kind of had a preset couple bottles that I would ask for. And it was something like, yeah, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Or I might say, you know, uh, Larceny B, you know, 523 or something that was totally off of the, the Weller or the Blanton's. And I was surprised at how many times I got told, hold on a minute. And <laughs> people would go in the back and they would bring me out a bottle. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And so from there, it was kind of like I never really, I never went in back into a liquor store to ask for what obviously everybody else was asking for. And it seemed to be, and I don't know if that's because they're like, man, this guy either knows what he's talking about or he's just lucky or what, what. but I like this guy. He's not asking for Blanton's or Weller. <laughs> it, it's like the code word is to like ask for something else. that's like a deeper cut than Blanton's. And they're like, okay, you can have the Blanton's because you asked for the right thing. Yeah. I always like to say, all right, what are you hiding? What's the thing that you don't want me to find? <laughs> yeah. What's not out here? Yeah. Well, yep. and I, I noticed too, like, just that that was kind of how to discover some of all the other good bourbons that are out there is by like i'm not going to see these buffalo trace unicorns let's find out what else is good and and i think through this podcast and covid and stuff it was like okay let's let's try this one mm -hmm. oh man yeah. old old ezra seven yeah yeah is it stuff like people that. it's mean, like it's available yeah Oh, it's, no, it's, it's great. great. I mean, hey, what am I drinking yeah. right now, by the way? Just well, before, I feel well, like maybe, uh, maybe before we do Advent, we do these three tasters from Larry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, good. and then we'll, uh, then we'll, we'll divvy it up and then we'll do yeah, like a second drinking. I, I haven't even poured anything yet. A separate second episode. So, Larry, out of these three, what should we start with? Yeah, well, I think uh, I think we probably should start with. I was thinking about this earlier. I'm glad you asked that. Uh, I I think we might ought to start off with the Mictors first, the ten year. Um, what, what letter is that, Dad? For me, B. B is in uh, And I and I would like to maybe go to the four. I mean, to the K Luke, and then finish up with the four roses. Well, Sounds good. And there's a and there and there's really a reason reason for that. But um, but yeah, let's let's. Let's start off with this uh, mixture. It doesn't smell. Here. Doesn't smell like poison. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were we're already a winner there. Then all right. This is yeah. being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you are you drinking it neat? Yeah, I have it neat. Uh, I do have a little cup of ice here if I need. You know, if I want yep. some. But uh, 
Neat. You know, uh, I don't know how much you guys know about this bottle, but there's been uh, a lot of hype about this bottle this year. Yeah. Um, there's been some interviews with Dan McKee um, that have been a little bit revealing about this bottle. Mm. Um, you know, for some people, this is the whiskey of the year. Uh, you won't see this on Fred Minute's top 100 list, which a lot of people were upset about. But Fred only put bottles on his list that were more than 500 bottles in the batch. So this doesn't make it because it's a, basically a, a single barrel. So the single oh, barrel does not make his list at all. Um, but, that's an uh, interesting caveat. Yeah, yeah, it is an interesting caveat. And he's actually doing his top 100 tonight. So tonight is his top 100. And I still haven't figured out how he's going to go through 100 uh, yeah. bourbons in one sitting. Um, <laughs> it is, it, uh, his wife is the same thing. Like this yeah, good. Exactly. <laughs> the last, so, the last uh, case will be his favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It, yes, it will. Um, but you know, in some of the interviews that I've heard with Dan McKee, the reason why it's gotten so much praise is it's he basically hasn't told exactly, but it's a 15, 16 year old juice in here. Um, oh. It's not a 10-year. And so uh, a lot of the 10-year uh, mixtures are not actually 10 years. They just don't want to change the label. So they don't want to go back <laughs> through the TTB, which I get. Um, so this, a lot of people have said it's older juice. And um, wow. I think it was Jason C. that had interviewed him and said, hey, is it you know, older than like 15 or 60, he's like, yeah, yeah, you're pretty close. I can't really say. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this is it's a little bit older juice um, in it. And the other interesting fact about this bottle is, is that along the neck, if you ever get one of these 10-year uh, uh, bottles, along the neck, it tells you what the barrel number is. And so, like on this one, it's 23A whatever. The A stands for the month that it was bottled. So 23, obviously, the year A is January, but they also have B, C, D, E, G, H, I, J, K, all whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so the, the rumor is, is that the A, which is what you guys have, is the one that everybody has raved about. Mm. I haven't tasted another one um, that has a different letter, but there are ones out there. So if you were to get a 23F or a 23G, that just means it's been bottled in that month, whatever mm. that is, and it could come from a different different type of barrel. Um, so Larry, just kind of interesting the, little fact. Make sure, make the sure you don't right? tell that to Kyle. Yeah, yeah, don't tell Kyle. Is this 107? This is 94 proof. Really? Yeah. yeah, this is 94 proof. It's delicious. Yeah. By it's the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it's exceptional. And I mm. think... Yeah. What'd you say, Ryan? You went out a little bit. Oh, it feels... It's exceptional, uh, and I think. And it also feels like it's kind of higher proof than the... I know, and maybe it's because it's my first one drinking it neat, Ryan, but... Yeah, yeah, that could be... I fun. thought it was about 107. Yeah. It's That's just a little like, really, good. It's just really, like really dark. It... it yeah, it smells dark. I mean, it tastes dark. Um, mm. Deep fruit. I mean, it's really, really good. Any um, like leathery fruit kind yeah. of situation? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Kind of leather. Uh, but, like but it's really interesting, you know, how they, you know, 
they filter everything and kind of they go to a lower barrel entry proof with these. You know, they're I think they're 105, 104, something yeah, like that. Super right? low. Yep. Which is, you know, I think you guys know this already, is it just requires more barrels. Right. Um, for them, which you know, jacks the cost up. And then they also have these custom filtration um that they use and they can modify that filtration. I've heard Dan talk about that, where they can modify that filtration. It's proprietary, so nobody else has it. Um, and uh, they also they also um, season their barrels out, you know, in the open, which a lot of people do. But depending on what they're making, they could use uh, wood that's been seasoned outdoors for eighteen months, or it could go up to sixty months. Oh, wow. um, so they even customize the wood, you know, as far as our barrels and everything. So there's a lot of things that they don't ever really talk about on their website. But if you ever have a chance to listen to Dan McKee getting interviewed, um, it's well worth the listen for sure. I, I'm always interested. I feel like it's a story that doesn't get told and maybe it's probably going too far. But like I would be interested in knowing where they source the wood to begin with and like the conditions of even the trees as they grow. Uh, I know we talked to someone about that a long time ago, but it's something that like sort of stuck with me. Yeah, Caleb at Peerless talked yeah, about like the, Peerless. the side of a hill that the trees grow on might be more or less dense, which allows like more or less liquid in the pour. Like the pores might be bigger or smaller per barrel. It's just really interesting how far you can go back. Yeah, it's kind of a fun story to, to consider. You know, when we look at wine and you look at soil, right? It's like, yeah. it be fun to think about that with, with whiskey uh, and the trees. You know, and it's 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 much like that with wine. I mean, if if y'all, I don't know if you guys have ever been out to Napa Valley, but you know, Napa Valley has a lot of different soil types just within a thirty mile length of the valley, and depending on where you are, it could be really um, volcanic. You know, like a you know just rock could be silty, could be clay, and it, and it really has an effect on the grapes, and it can make it taste totally different. Uh, it really can. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's really cool. This mineral is wonderful, by the way. Nutrients, right? Mineral chemicals. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And yeah, the, well, I'm glad y'all do. When they talk about Kentucky, right, being the, the the good place, Southern Indiana, in that because of the the limestone waters and in that you know that has that minerality that that whiskey likes. Yep. Yep. I'm glad I finally made good on a sample. You know, I, I, I told a story. Uh, I also told a story uh, today because um, I knew I was coming on with you guys. I told a story to some guys at work about, you know, last year when I sent you guys a couple bottles. And, um, you know, I'm sitting here listening to the podcast around New Year's Day or right after. And, and uh, first thing y'all tasted was the rye. And of course, you know, dumbass me, you know, it was like, of course I know Craig hates rye. Why would, why would I send a toasted rye to Craig, right? And Craig, you know, Craig's going, well, you know, this is really not my favorite. And I'm like, well, that's <laughs> oh, it was delicious, though. That rye was great. Yeah, tell, tell Larry you're sorry, Dad. <laughs> no. but, but Larry, that really was a, a good rye. I mean, I have a few rides and I, you know, I'll have right. Uh, and it really was good. As a matter of fact, I had the bottle for a little while and probably drank it halfway down or so. <laughs> and then uh, I sent it out to the boys. I said, Hey, you know, you guys need to finish this. Yeah. I went from Michigan to Indiana, back to New York. And 
mates rounds. Yeah, it's a good book. K Luke's interesting. They're, yeah. yeah they, well, that's actually. I love that ride. Uh, the, the bottle of bourbon, to, uh, bottle of bourbon is really good. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, yep. it's going to be interesting to see where his um, batch three and batch six finish in the top one hundred. Um, and that you you guys had batch six uh, tonight, and you know just to go back to the toaster ride, I was down there uh, about a month ago talking to Jonathan, and he uh, he was talking about some of the plans you know upcoming for next year, and he's actually going to do a toasted. Uh, Kentucky rye. So that rye he's doing right now that you guys had, and even his batch two is really more of an Indiana uh, mm. rye. But he finally got a, uh, I think, a, a deal to do some Kentucky rye. So that'll be coming out um, this year, is what he's telling me. Um, so, which is really cool. Um, he, they access some really nice barrels, Larry. I, I don't know how he gets the access. Yeah, that first stuff I think was MGP product. I mean, because it, I mean, it tasted MGP to me. I saw the bottle said Indiana, and mm-hmm. so it was familiar to me. But it was delicious barrels. I I don't know how they get those those good picks. Good pickers. It, it's crazy. It really is. And you know, he was telling me that you know the way he's he's blending these. He he only does. He was doing really small batches at first. Um, and you know, maybe eight barrel batches, something like that. Mm-hmm. They, and then there was just so much demand that he had to up it. So he upped it to like <laughs> 10 to 12, but he's, he's literally got like 60 something samples that he's pulled from all over the place sitting in this table. And he's just, him and his wife are just blending stuff together. And as him and his wife have to agree that the blend is good, then the blend goes up against four or five other top-notch bourbons and it has to win that blind for it to get bottled if it doesn't win against those they start all over and go back wow and and you know he said he's had a a lot of people in the business tell him he's crazy because that's (laughs) not the way they blend it they they usually blend by lots and they don't taste every barrel and he goes through and does he yeah. he does the extra work. Yep. And so what I what I like about that is it's just the amount of detail that he's willing to go to, right? So yep. but he's willing to go to that much detail, you know it's gonna be good. Um and my my bourbon group guys, uh anytime he can he comes out with a bottle, we pretty much uh get it because we've come to the realization that we trust him. Yes. So if he's yeah. picked it. And it's he. It's good enough for him. It's good enough for us. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Kyle, up, Kyle? welcome, Kyle. Kyle, this is Larry, Larry, this is Kyle. You missed sample the, uh... A. You missed sample A, but you can catch up real quick. It's delicious. Oh, <laughs> that's what we're drinking. It's Make their fifteen year, maybe. Yeah. Hey, Larry, you should give Kyle a quick uh, summary version of the that bottle. It's it's a real cool. Yeah, yeah Kyle. So, how you doing, man? I'm um, good. Hey, nice to meet you. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, nice to meet you, man. Can I finally get to put a face with the uh, name? Been listening to you for the last three years or so. We appreciate it. It's awesome. I thought we love it. Um, yeah. So, so this uh, Michter's ten year uh, here has uh, you know been getting a lot of you know rave reviews. Um, a lot of people are putting it up as you know whiskey of the year or bourbon of the year and. And just a, a few things, you know, I've listened to a couple interviews with Dan McKee that um, has been on different podcasts and 
one of the things I think we can definitely say is it's not 10-year juice in this bottle. Um, he's pretty much alluded to it's 15, 16-year-old, if not older, uh, wow. juice in here. Um, they and, and really going back, um, they really said that a lot of these are not 10-year. They just don't want to go back and change the label. Right. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's, um, it's, it's interesting. And, um, I know Jason C was one of the first ones I listened to and Jason C with, um, mash and drum said, there's no way this is 10 year old juice. And Dan pretty much verified it wasn't 10 year old juice, but he wouldn't tell him how old it was. Um, so anyway, I was telling them that, uh, this is not on Fred Minnick's top 100 list and it's not because it's not any good. It's just because it's a single barrel and he, you got to have a lot of at least 500 bottles to make his list. Right. Um, so this one didn't make it. Um, and then the other thing I, I was telling them was uh, the, the neck of the bottle kind of gives a little, um, a little bit of information. Uh, the first two letters or uh, numbers are the year, uh, which is 23. And then the next letter tells you when they bottled it. So A is for January, B for February, C for March. And the, the bottle everybody's tasting and raving over is A, which is what you got here. Oh, wow. But there, there are other bottles out there that I have seen that are F or G or whatever. And some people are saying they're not, they're not tasting the same as, as A, wow. um, okay. which, I found, which I found was interesting, right? And, and I guess yeah. we, we all know that single barrels, you know, can't. Very. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, there's, so, Kyle, um, you have you a mission put, now. You have to find 12 bottles. <laughs> a through L. We, we, yeah. we got to get more. Okay. Well, I did have a. Uh, well, I did have, let's see. I do have a backup. Well, <laughs> I love it. I don't. Have a I love it. No, that's a seventeen. That's a seventeen. Um, what do you think of this K Luke, guys? It's good. I, I, no, I, haven't, I haven't opened it yet. Which okay. letter is K Luke, Dad? Uh, C. C for Craig. P15. All right. Well, so this thank is you for batch sharing six, this is right? Awesome. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the um, batch six, it's, I like the, it's really interesting. It's like sort of sweet on the nose and out of the gate. Bubble gum. The finish has got bubble gum. Spice. Ooh, bubble gum. Definitely, Tim. Definitely. Bubble gum. I'm the, so, so this is, sorry, Dad, what letter? I heard this is getting a lot, a lot of uh, uh, good, good, you know, good talk about this batch six. Yeah. And so I'm the reason. Yeah, so the reason why I wanted you guys to have this before the Four War Roses was there were a couple people that reviewed Batch 6 and said it reminded them of a Four Roses limited edition. Oh, um, and so um, I wanted you guys to try this and save a little bit because I want you to compare it to the Four Roses um, that we're going to have next. And, you know, Jonathan is a big Four Roses fan. So keep that in mind. Uh, um, and he is a huge finish guy. Mm. Um, so he loves the finish on bourbon. Um, so uh, those two things are usually in play. And so when I taste some K. Luke, um, mm. I usually go, my mind goes to Four Roses mm. and uh, all the different recipes. And, you know, who knows where he's getting these barrels, like I think Timmy said. Um, but, uh but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's kind of like every time a batch comes out, it's like, can it be better than the last batch? <laughs> <laughs> this is excellent, really good. He, yeah. And and he has a propensity to find these sweet brown sugary barrels when it comes to the bourbon. 
That's yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, he, he's picked, um, over 400 barrels. Um, he said he's tasted over, I think 1400 barrels up in Kentucky. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. He's been doing that since 2014, I think. Oh, wow. He's smart. He'd be fun to hang out with. (laughs) He is fun to hang out with. You better be prepared when you hang out with him. (laughs) He he started out, you know, he started out as a wine sommelier. And Mm. so he loves his wine Uh and now he loves his bourbon. So you can drink some bourbon, then he gets his wine with him as well. (laughs) Um, So that's fun. Man, I'm going to have to get me some of this. Just going back and forth to Four Roses in the. Oh, are you already on the four roses? Well, I just wanted, I was just, uh, I wanted, uh, yeah, I did. (laughs) Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, I wanted to know, I was like, because I'm sipping this, I wanted to like literally go back and forth, smell them. I get the bubble. Alec, you you guys, now you guys don't find Kaylug up in New York, right? They're not in New York. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, they're only in a few states. I mean, yeah. it's really only Kentucky, Tennessee, Louisiana, Mississippi, um, Seal Box on mm-hmm. NTC. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's got it really has gotten to the point where, you know, he's he's done a pretty good job of distributing it out. Um, but at his place, it sells out anytime he comes out with a new batch like this last one that he uh, came out with sold out in. 20 minutes or whatever. Oh, geez. I believe it. Um, yeah. And he, you know, he doesn't have many bottles there. I mean, maybe let's just say he has 150, 200 bottles, but they're gone. Um, so then you can find them at other liquor stores, you know, across the state. Right. Um, but that's uh, something I thought about with these like kind of craft places popping up and like new, new makers, which is like, you know, now that you can almost focus on your regional audience in a way, like if you can sell out, with your community that's already a heck of a business i mean that would be a wildly successful business for anyone who owns a restaurant or any kind of local good business you know and so it's like you know you think about oh maybe their distribution isn't super wide but if they're selling out of their community in that way i mean that's wild success well ryan yeah. the, other part, the other part of that though is just like um when your dad and i went to um dragon's milk uh, the new holland distillery for the dragon's milk Mm-hmm. He's got to get it from the distributor. He, I don't think he's self-distributing. So oh, he is allotted, he's allotted only so much of his own product. Isn't that incredible? That, in the yeah, rest, that is correct. In, yes. in, in order to make the distribution deal with the distributor, yeah, they've got to supply so much and it's got to go outside of him, right? Ah, so so you mm-hmm. might have a better chance going down to the, the liquor store down the street, right, right Larry? And That's correct. Then at the you know at his place i've heard that even buffalo trace has to go through a distributor to get their stuff yes. back in their gift shop <laughs> that's so uh, weird unfortunately that is nonsense i wonder how the mafia works <laughs> <laughs> uh, they ship you, it out to give it to get it yeah, back come on <laughs> it's it's all i mean it, it's all prohibition based liquor laws i mean it's just these all it's just these old laws that are you know keeping processes like that in place which is well it's it's sort of like i think about that with like marijuana is the most obvious case now because it is state to state because it's not federally legal it's sort of like what happened after prohibition is they let it 
you know, they let the states decide. And so then everybody's got all these little individual rules and they just have been left behind. They, they're like, all right, we got booze again. However you get it, you get it. That's how we're going to work it out. And uh, like decide amongst yourselves. Yeah. And it's like they never accounted for after prohibition that the Internet would exist. Right. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Or, or that there'd be interest in going to somewhere where where, uh, where spirits were made. I mean, that right. wasn't a thing. Sure. Right. I mean, the, the yeah. tourism industry around alcohol didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Did 20 years ago. So, yeah. Do you feel like bourbons influenced alcohol tourism across the board? Like before. This, I wouldn't have, like, I went to Puerto Rico this past year, and I went to a a rum distillery. I probably wouldn't have done that unless I had done all this bourbon exploration. Here's where I'll, here's where I'll say, the reason why I'll say no, Alex. So, 20 years ago, I went to a plantation tour in Jamaica for rum. And they essentially the tours we we can do now at distilleries in, in, in the United States, and I'm sure they were doing them then too, but it, it was the same thing, right? You, you saw the sugarcane fields, you saw the process and how it was made, you saw the still, you saw all those things. I mean, so I don't know if that's necessarily like a new thing or even a bourbon unique thing, right? I mean, but the, pop, the popularity of alcohol, I think, has grown because of bourbon popularity. I, no of doubt. just like of alcohol interest like beyond the getting <laughs> drunk part like now you're actually interested in what you're drinking which is right. the cool part about bourbon where before it was like i just drink because i like the way it feels every well, has a national drink and a national dish right every wherever yeah. i travel around the world regional I yeah said, what what is, what is your 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 national dish or what's your local dish What's your national drink or your, your local drink, right? So every every culture, everybody has it. I think on the tourism thing, I think that it's a kind of a CSE kind of thing, right? Maybe a little bit, maybe not uh, affecting it because I think when people go to other cultures, those are two things that other cultures share, right, with other people in that. So almost every country I've ever gone to, it's like, you know, what is your food, your national, your regional food, and, and what is your – national regional drink you know sometimes it's a spirit sometimes it's a wine right sometimes yeah beer maybe it's the overarching theme of like mindful consumption that i've learned from bourbon of like so whatever it's bourbon or rum or food regional food it's just like being mindful in that moment and like being like oh this is really good and i'm enjoying it i'm savoring it i'm trying to see it for more you know mindfully well and to me the the, the yeah. story behind it is is makes it that much better i mean the, the same idea with with wine I, I would have never gotten into wine if i didn't know if i didn't get to meet winemakers early on in my wine drinking career yeah. right? <laughs> uh, if, if, I, if i didn't get to do some of those backstage tours of, of wineries back you know 15 years mm. uh, to me that's what made yeah. it fun so like what went so when, when you've got someone that makes the product telling you the reasons why you're tasting they're tasting. And, 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 I'll, and I'll, yeah, and I'll follow up with Kyle on that because we, we do have a business trip every year out to Napa Valley. Um, and, you know, we've been going out there for eight or nine years and we found out really quick that the wineries we liked were the small boutique wineries where, you know, if, if you've never been out to Napa, you can go out there and you can get caught up in the corporate wineries where yeah. they're just shuttling people through. 
right? Wow. They, they don't really spend a whole lot of time. They, they just want you to come in, taste a bunch of wine, buy a bunch of wine, and then get out, right? Mm-hmm. But when you go to these boutique wineries, you're, you might be the only ones there. And you're <laughs> actually cool. tasting with the owner, Mm. Uh, you know, of it on her back porch or the deck. <laughs> we have a we have a winery we go to every year. It's called Tinch uh, Vineyards, and Tinch is a small winery, right? But they share. Well, I say they share. They are right next door. So we talked about soul types earlier. They are right next door to Screaming Eagle, mm-hmm. right in in Napa Valley. If anybody knows what Screaming Eagle is as far as wine, Kyle probably does. It's really really expensive. And so Tinch is not that. And their wine is great. But when you go there and you do a tasting, you're the only person there. And you're meeting with Margaret, who's the owner, the family. And she's taking you and she is so appreciative of you being there. Right. Mm. And so am I going to buy wine from her? Absolutely. Right. (laughs) The corporate people. uh, I mean, I maybe, but I I feel better about buying the wine from somebody that took the time to tell me about their, their family, how they grow the grapes. They give me, you know, they take me through the whole production process. I just, it just feels so genuine and appreciative that they, that we're there. Right. And so we've gravitated more towards the smaller wineries but for customers that come out or nobody that has ever been there you don't know that unless you go through the corporate part you've right. got to take them through the corporate part to experience the whole you know shoveling through and all that and then when get they get the small part you appreciate that right you figure it out pretty quick it's um, the contrast yeah yeah, yeah. And I, I think that was actually something that we kind of well we experienced it with the big guys going to makers and then jim beam both giant you know uh bourbon makers but inherently for whatever reason maybe it was the tour maybe it was that day makers felt so much more grounded in something than jim beam Mm -hmm. Beam get on the tour bus they got the headset it's corporate corporate Corporate, mm-hmm. corporate, corporate. I was like, I don't even know if they make anything in these actual rooms. This whole thing <laughs> was like a stage, you know. Yeah. It was like I'm like looking around, being like, this is a set. This isn't a place where you actually. Make- where are the? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then you go to, and then you go to a place like Three Boys, and you're like, oh my gosh, what <laughs> the world is going on here? Right? Like, yeah, it's I'm just like, far, let's do it. Y'all want to take it out of this barrel? Go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like take someone to Buffalo Trace first, and yeah. then take them to Three Boys and see yeah. which experience they like there. They'll like them both, but yes. like Buffalo Trace, you got to wait in line. It is you free. Get a wristband. Then you got to get a wristband. It is free. It is free. It's true. To to go there, then you got to get a wristband, and then you got to you know walk through all the people to get into the shop, and everyone's really just there to get the bottle of the day. That's and that's correct. what most of the people care about. So it's like, that kind of ruins the experience there. Like the couple experiences yeah. I've had just going there. I guess one of the times I was the person just trying to get the bottle. Just sure. I was like, I've already been to Buffalo Trace. I just want to see what they got there today. And they had E.H. Taylor when we went. So I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah I never yeah. can get E.H. Taylor. I'll go scoop one up. If you go to three, three boys. You're three boys, get, it's an experience. You're going to get yelled at. You know, we we figured out really quick and we've only been there three years, you know, three years in a row. We figured out when not to go to three boys 
don't start off your day at three boys mm-hmm. because you're yep. – we had a couple guys that were like, you might not get into the next distillery because <laughs> you have really over – you know <laughs> – Overconsumed alcohol, right? Oh yeah. So, we, so this year we were like, because the first year we went, it three boys was the last, you know, mm-hmm. last spot, which was great, right? And then the next year we switched. We we used the Kentucky boys as a, we first year we used mint julep. Second year we used Kentucky boys. They put us in three boys first. We had a couple guys that were like, I'm not sure you're going to be able to make it to the next distillery. <laughs> so this year we like, you have to do three boys last. You have to. I mean, there's yeah. just no way that some of these guys are going to make it. And on top of that, it, you know, some of the guys, first time there, they want to go to Buffalo Trace. And two years ago, or, or really the first time we went, we we went to Buffalo Trace first. Now, granted, it was still within the pandemic time. Yeah. And so we got there and it was a Blanton's day. And so everybody was into Blanton's and we got our Blanton's and all that stuff, right? But the second year we showed up and it was the last stop of the day. And when we got there, there was nothing left. It was all gone, right? So everybody that had never been there before was disappointed. So we told the next, this past year was like, you know, look, you've got to somehow get to Buffalo Trace first, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've got a, you know, some, a lot of people that never been here. They want to either have a Blanton's E.H. Taylor, whatever, Eagle Rare, whatever, Let's go. So we go first, and what do they have? Weller Special Reserve. (laughs) 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 Which is a great bottle. It is a great bottle. bottle. It's a great bottle. But you're right. And you can't really get it. You got to be there first thing. Like those those kind of places for that, because you you know uh, uh, the uh, uh, Heaven Hill, right? You got to go there, and you got to be there because those bottles come out. And then they're gone. All all the big boys. It's kind of. It seems like it's kind of like that. You know, it's like you you got to get there before before noon. You got to do it first. I'd be perfectly happy never going back to Heaven Hill, even though I like (laughs) their product. I I just don't like the feeling there. Well, you know, Ryan, it's funny you say that because we didn't go to Heaven Hill this year. Well, I'd say that we stopped in for a little gift shop deal in Heaven Hill. But we didn't we didn't do a tasting at Heaven Hill this year. Yeah. The year before, we did the bottle your bourbon deal oh. or bottle your own bourbon. The problem was is that everybody was really wanting to see the Heaven Hill. You know, they had four mm. up there at one time, right? Burnham, Elijah Craig, Larceny, and then the Heaven Hill kind of mystery deal. By the time we got there, they were out. Mm. They were out. So you only had three, and. None of the three were really great, but, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, we get the bottle around bourbon, this and that. And so the experience was a little underwhelming. Sure. So we just decided, you know what, we're just going to, you know, blow in, check the gift shop, which we did find some, you know, like a C923 or whatever in there. Um and then blew out and then just kind of made our stops on the way. Um we did the same thing at Woodford this year. We went to Woodford last year. Um, but they had something special. We had a little tip that they had something behind the counter and blew in there, got it, and came on out. I do like Woodford. Hey, and, and Wood- Woodford's just a beautiful campus, too. It, yeah. it, Woodford's one that's worth kind of going to. It is. Walking around yeah. for five minutes and leaving. So, Have you guys yeah. Yeah. Board, board the Four Roses yet? Four Roses. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I have not. Oh, my Lord. My Lord. That, this is a nice pour. 
I just I didn't pour it yet. I just I really got into Larry's. Larry, this Four Roses is a nice pour. It's caramelly sweet. I it's got more age on it than the you know. Yeah, what's oh, the, absolutely. What is Four Roses well, limited edition? What does that mean? Okay, yeah. yeah yeah, so you know, every year they bottle um, or they come out with a limited edition, and it's a a small batch blend. Um, and so I, I I pulled this up um, earlier just so I could tell you guys, you know, it's made up of a few different recipes, and the years on that you know vary. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys what the what the years are here in the mash bills. Y'all, do y'all know y- y'all know about the four roses, right? Ten different recipes, right, right, all that stuff, right. Yeah, yeah the, five yeast, yes. Yeah, yes. So this is a blend of four batches of three different recipes. And so 40% of this blend is OESK, 14 years old, which is basically 75% corn, 20% rye, 5% barley. 35% of this blend is OESV, Okay, so just a different yeast strain, but it's 12 years old. And then 20% of this is OESV again, but it's 16 years old. And then just for, you know, shits and giggles, they put 5% in of OBSV that is 25 years old. Oh, damn. Um, 60% corn, 35% rye. So that is the higher rye recipe. Correct. So three of these. Three of these blends are are the lower rye recipes, and then that little five percent is a twenty five year old, a uh, high rye recipe. Twenty five. Yeah. Wow. Hundred eight. Yeah, but but it's interesting because, and this is why I wanted you guys to taste this, uh, taste the back mm. six before this, is you probably could tell the difference in the age. Yeah. Of the four yes. roses, is that right, Timmy? Yes. Yes. Compared to that, K. Luke and stuff. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it, and it's deeper. It's deeper, I mean, like it's more complex than the baking spices, like a nutmeg, allspice, the, those kind of winter, warm, wintry kind of spices. Yeah. I get, I get, you know, yeah, it's more complex. It's more age. And I, I this is it very to complex. So how you like that, very Craig? Complex. Like this? It's delicious. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of hung up on how good that Mictor's ten year was. <laughs> it's honestly, good. I think it's exceptional. No, that yeah. tenure was. Well, you're right, Ryan. That was exceptional. Yeah, but the finish, like, the finish on the four roses, is really sweet. Yes, really. I made, uh, I made a horrible mistake, which is that I promised that Sam, my girlfriend, she could sneak in and whatever bottle we were drinking, I would only drink half of, and I would give to her. And we had only drank the Mictors, so she came in with her hand, and I just handed her the half of the Mictors. Oh, <laughs> no. I wish she had come in 10 minutes later. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably not going to work out good for you to go in there and snatch that away from her. No, I didn't try that, yeah. It's, I feel like this drink drinks less hot than the Mictors, though. And that might have also been my mouth's numb now after a I was going to say, the Mictors was the first. I agree with I, you. Yeah. I will say this, Ryan, though, you know, the last episode I listened to, um, if you want a spanking, that might be a good good way to do it. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was kind of, uh, I was thinking the other day about oh this. Oh, my God. Get on here with you guys. And I was like, 
can we make it through an episode? He's like, my gosh. Nope. Larry, we, Larry, we barely make it through the end of an episode. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> we're I'm, good. I'm up, and, then, and then we usually like, proceed to keep continue <laughs> drinking after the episode after we stop the recording yeah right. uh, well look, luckily for us alec has like a code word that he he keeps to himself that he says throughout when he knows he needs to edit so it's just like yeah. you hear him randomly say banana <laughs> we know, okay it actually works that chunk it works really great i did it on the last one read the shot <laughs> just say you just yep banana banana then, until we started catching on to his code word and throwing and that, a banana in between every other word yeah yeah. yeah. What happens when I say, you know, I get, there's a banana note on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to double check now. Makes it more appealing. Uh, this poor roses is fantastic. You like it, yeah, Kyle? It yeah. Oh my god, yeah. What are you getting? Like, what are you enjoying about it? It well, you're catching me. I just ran back and had my first sip. It's it's sweet. I'm getting I'm get, I'm getting a lot of fruit. Like it's it's fruity to me. Kyle, um, you you have to show Larry your dumb obsession with Four Roses barrel strength. It's not a dumb obsession. Dumb, dumb it's, obsession. It's, it's probably about obsession. as dumb as mine. <laughs> well, <the strength laughs> in a I mean that in the nicest you can, you way can see possible. Him down there on the bottom. Oh come on, zoom in. Yeah, zoom in. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not that. Yeah, I was going to say kind of beat by a bunch. I well, I have. I don't know if you can see it. So. Down here, just on my. Oh yeah, uh, I'm sitting yeah. here next to the box, um, and that's not all of them. So I'm, I, I, I might be just as guilty as Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I mean, we, we just we open them and we drink them. It's more fun though. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I haven't. I don't know that that's I've good. ever. I don't know if I've ever had a backup bottle, which is strange. I mean, I guess the closest I would come to that would be like the New York Rise. I have multiple bottles of usually. That might mean you're drinking too much, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That could be it out there. Yeah, or the rest of us are buying bottles. too much. You, you have to read a book every night. You're a fast yeah. reader. Yeah. Evelyn Wood speed reader. <laughs> well, you know, when I visited you in New York, Ryan, on last Thanksgiving, you know, when you get into those moments, so you just don't even realize you're like, oh, let's pour another one. We were dr- we drank like so much of your uh uh the bottle i got you the old forester the rye bear the rye, rye. barrel strength it's yeah. the barrel strength and ryan and i are just oh this is so good we're talking we're not even realizing we just had so much it was like you should probably go to bed yeah. some strong <laughs> yeah. stuff yeah, this is bedtime <laughs> we we've all been well, known you, to do that a couple you know times. you're holding my hand right now right <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a surprise. That's, that's your hand. <laughs> yeah, so Larry, those are pillows. What What is your What's your your regular drink or your regular jam? You know that that you that you drink, or do you? Well, I would love to do, have some very old Barton, uh, hundred proof bottled and bond, oh, but I don't. Okay. So no, I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I like it all. I mean, I, I love Buffalo Trace. Um, I, I I love Wild Turkey One Hundred and One. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, um, 
So, you know, any of those, it just kind of shelfers, uh, old Forester, a hundred proof. I mean, it's really good. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's cheap. Um, you can mix it in cocktails. You can have it, you know, just neat. Um, really good. Evan Williams bottled and bond is really good. Um, so, you know, just any of those, it just kind of depends on what I'm, I mean, Michter's even that, I like that. Um, yeah. You know, I, sometimes <laughs> I got into this thing, you know, three years ago, and sometimes I come in here into my office, and uh, I'm not sure you can really call it an office anymore. It's more like a wine cellar and a liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, what am I, you know, what am I going to drink tonight? Um, and, That's fun. Uh, That's the fun part. Just so many, yeah, there's just so many good ones out there, and you figure out which ones are uh, maybe not, you know, not so great, but uh, there's there's some that are Pretty dang good out there. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. What's your What's your like favorite? I have a hard time doing a regular, like I mean, daily sipper. Know, yeah, because I, I, I like to move through through all the books, revisit them, you know, hmm. that sort of thing. I well, also like yeah. to be surprised and being like, oh, I wonder what, like, not not yeah, not having the daily sipper means that like I'm gonna yeah go walk to my bar shelf and be like, what is gonna meet my fancy tonight? Or in this case having these samples to try uh, or the advent calendar stuff. It's just like, wow, I get to try all. like, that's the fun part. Like not yes. it's sort of, it's like, what random sipper am I going to have? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, am I going to uh, be impacted by it in a way that maybe I wasn't the first time or, or whatever. Yeah. It's, it, it's interesting. You know, you guys doing the advent calendar. Um, I did it last year for my, Carbon group, and it's a small group, but kind of like you guys. I've got six guys that I work with that are really, you know, bourbon guys. And uh, last year we did 12 days. I did 12 days of Advent or, you know, 12 days of whiskey or whatever. And mm-hmm. and we had a good time with that. And this year uh, we decided to do something else. Uh, we actually did, uh, we're right in the middle of it, kind of like you guys. We did 12 days of Christmas, but Christmas was uh, started with a K, a capital K. Um, and then also with a capital M. So we took all of Mazzano's store picks and K Luke and took 12 of the favorite bottles of his store picks and his K Luke wow. and uh, mixed those up and sent those. I, I poured all the samples. So I know all the answers, but uh, poured all the samples and sent those out to everybody. And they have to do guesses with proof, age, um, what the whether it's a rye or a finished product or just a bourbon, and then um, oh, also funny. try to guess, try to guess what the actual they know what they they know thirteen out of the I've given them a list of thirteen bourbons, so they know that, but there's only twelve, so there's one that wasn't used, right. and they're trying to match that up, and then I give them bonus points if they get multiple answers right, and so oh, like at fun. the end of that, yeah, at the end of that, based on points. I opened up, uh, you know, like this bottle that you guys just had, the Four Roses, and I listed about, you know, seven bottles that are hard to get bottles, and the the winner of the contest will get first choice out of those seven. Oh, and, that's cool. uh, So we ended up to uh, ancient, ancient age is the last uh, is for last place. <laughs> 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 just still a good bottle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's funny Evan would have given out old tub I think <laughs> lots of old tub I do have some old tub back I like old tub I know. Yeah, of course you do Ryan 
I do. Ryan, I like Ryan likes really bad bourbon. I had well, no, I love. Come on, I. I'm <laughs> being product. I had it's true, and I like. I mean, I like old granddad. It's the same. I mean, you know, yeah. it's the same yeah. thing. I just uh, for whatever reason, when Old Tub came out, I just had this idea that it was going to become this like special bottle. So I, I, <laughs> I for a while was going to start hiding bottles of it around the house just in case. And uh, I think now that I have some hindsight or, or I can see that that would have been a waste of time. And uh, I'm still kind of wondering. The other day I thought about it. I was like, did I do that? Do I have you, a hidden somewhere? Let me kind of look. I got to start looking. I'm, I'm certain I've done that. I mean, I've got to have some bottles hidden somewhere. But I, <laughs> I don't know. There was a, there was a of, uh, purchasing thing going on. Yes. Speaking of old granddad, did they got did they tell you guys when you went through Jim Beam about you know all the old granddad that doesn't get used that they just dilute down into Basil Hayden? No, um, <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's what they told us when we went through wow. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that's it. It's funny the Basil Hayden thing because it's like sold as this premium Jim Beam. Yeah, and like I know people that buy it, like oh, it's the night the because the way the bottle looks, I'm like oh, oh yeah, if yeah, you, no, if you no, only no. knew. <laughs> I, uh, an old granddad is so good. I love. Yeah. It. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I had a good friend of mine buy me a buy me a bottle of Basil Hayden because they thought it was fancy because of the 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 yep. wrap and the, the paper. Like hey man, I just I, you know I splurged on you. I was like you know I really appreciate it, and then I proceeded <laughs> to like literally put it back in the bar, like hide it. Like, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Now the ten year is good, of the Basil Hayden. I bought a ten year one time that I saw someone had it, and uh, that was pretty good. But compared to the regular one, it was a lot better. But it's still, not, I'm not a fan favorite. It's still like eighty proof or something. Yeah, it's like I was 80, gonna say you've, you've got to drink it before you drink anything else, and then you're like, oh, okay, it's it's okay, but it's just kind of weak. Well, what does Timmy call it? You call it like a session? It's like a session whiskey. Yeah, it's like a good session. Yeah. Like you can drink it for a while. <laughs> to drink. To drink is to live. Drink is to live. Great to have you with us, Larry. On this yeah. Yes. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you. 